0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? Hi, I'm Helen Peacock and I'm a spiritual medium. And welcome to Spirit Chat. My mission and passion is to bring comfort and validations that your loved ones are still with you once they have crossed over to the other side. I'm a messenger and a bridge between you and the spirit world. On this podcast, I will be sharing and demonstrating how I connect with spirit. I will also be helping you to develop your own intuition so that you can strengthen your very own connection with your loved ones. I will also have some great guests and chat about the spirit world, as well as sharing my readings with people. The afterlife is a celebration and your loved ones are still with you and willing to communicate. So yes, the conversations continue. Now let's get started. my friends, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Chat. And let me tell you, I am so excited to share this episode, this great conversation that I had with this amazing woman by the name of Julie Ryan. And yes, she is a woman of many hats, which is something that I usually call myself an inventor, an entrepreneur, an author, um, a medical intuitive, and my goodness, talk about the perfect title for this show, because that's what this woman is, a buffet of psychicness. So much so I didn't even know how to spell the word psychicness, (laughs) because I don't even know if that actually exists, that word. So anyhow, I don't want to give too much away. Um, Just enjoy the show. Listen to the conversations that we've had. Uh, There's so much, so much, like I said, a buffet of information from this amazing woman. And um, yeah, I'll meet you on the other side. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Chat. And I am so honored and blessed to have a special guest. Um, Her name is Julie Ryan, and what I love about her is everything. (laughs) She has so much to offer to this world. She's a beautiful light. Um, She is a psychic and a medical intuitive. So um, Julie, I just want to welcome you onto my show. I am so blessed, and you're going to be my first to talk about what you do as a medic intuitive. So welcome, welcome, Julie.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. What a delight to be on with you. I'm so honored
0: um i'm nope i'm the one that's more honored so are you okay if i just read your your biography because it's just amazing um there's no way i could memorize it so i'm just going to read it right off your website and so um julie is a psychic medium and medical intuitive julie ryan can sense what medical conditions and illnesses a person has and facilitate energetic healings she can communicate with spirits both alive and dead Julie can scan animals, access people's past lives, and she can tell how close to death someone is. Her book, Angelic Attendance, what really happens as we transition from this life into the next, describes a series of events that involves angels, multitudes of deceased family and friends, the spirits of the deceased pets, and countless serendipitous and miraculous moments. Julie's Angel Messages books are picture books that have angels answering kids' tough questions. I love that. Each week, Julie scans callers on her Ask Julie Ryan International podcast. And Julie is a businesswoman, an inventor, author, podcaster, and a serial entrepreneur. Her surgical device inventions are sold globally, and she has founded nine companies in five different industries. Julie's psychic and medical intuitive skills are learned. And yes, 25 years worth of that. Hello, hello, hello. That is an amazing biography. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, thanks. I love it. And I love the fact that you mentioned that you're an inventor, entrepreneur, author who has learned how to be a psychic and medical intuitive. So question for you question, question, question is what was your life like before you became all of that, all of that? What was, what, where did, how did it all begin for you?
1: Well, I'm just a regular wife and mom and businesswoman and that kind of thing. You know, no, no big deal. People, when I have a private consult with me, uh, they'll say, Oh, I'm so nervous. I'll say nervous. What are you nervous about? It's just me for God's sakes. And so just a regular person. And I had, I had been in the medical industry for probably about 10 years when this spiritual journey started. And I had a friend that gave me a book, Helen, called Anatomy of the Spirit. And it's by Carolyn Mays, who calls herself a medical intuitive.
0: Yes, that's right. I've heard of that. Yeah.
1: And, and I thought, what the heck is that? I'd never heard that term before. I had been in the hospital supply industry for quite a while at that point on the supply side, the medical device side, mm-hmm. not on the pharmaceutical yeah. or the drug side. And so at that point, I was inventing surgical devices. And my whole goal was to help people heal. So I thought, OK, somebody is a medical intuitive. I don't know what that is. So I read her book and I wanted to know more. And this was 30 years ago, almost 30 years ago. And we didn't have the internet yet. So I did the old fashioned thing and I went to a bookstore <laughs> and I looked to see, I thought, I thought I, bookstore may have more on this topic than even a library. Mm-hmm. And I went to a bookstore and I found a book called Hands of Light by Barbara Brennan.
0: Oh, now. Mm -hmm. Barbara
1: Brennan is, the late Barbara Brennan is a former NASA physicist, PhD, who parlayed very complex quantum physics principles into understandable English for the lay scientific mind. That would be me. And I read her book and I wanted to know more. And so I called her school and I said, do you guys have anybody teaching this stuff in my area, maybe a graduate? And sure enough, they did. And so I studied with my mentor, who's still my mentor. I talked to her 30 years later. I talked to her once a month. Her name's Susan Austin Crumpton. She's in Nashville, Tennessee. And I studied with her for six years. And a regular curriculum costs a lot of money. I talk all about that in that first chapter of my book. And it was so funny, Helen, because people would say to me, well, why are you doing this? And I'd say, I don't know. It's just interesting. And they'd say, well, what are you going to do with it? I was like, again, I have no idea. It's just interesting to Mm me. Mm -hmm. Well, here I am 30 years later doing this work and I can see how everything led to this work that I do now about helping people understand everybody can tap into their own spirituality. We're all spirits. Yep regardless of what you do, it can help enhance your life. It help gives, gives your life joy and love and purpose and adventure. And so on my show, I bring in people from all walks of life and we talk about how has their spiritual journey enhanced their human experience.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. So then what led to the part where I'm um, doing it on the physical beings Well, when
1: I was in those classes 30 years ago, we were, that that was my main interest, was it, what brought me in was the medical. I thought, okay, energy healing. Can that be, I'm an inventor, you know, in the medical field. So I'm thinking, is that a way that could be added to the healing equation and help people heal their physical bodies? And so when I was in the classes, I started, I can't. I do not have dead people chasing me as a kid. <laughs> I didn't know what I would have done with that had oh, I had yeah. that information. So I started seeing colors in my mind's eye when I'd raised my vibrational level. Mm-hmm. And then those colors turned into lines. It reminded me of an architectural drawing with the blue lines on an architect's, you know, like a house plan or a plan for a yeah. building. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it went into, body parts. I'm like a human MRI. If I want to scan somebody anywhere in the world with their permission, of course, i never scan anybody yeah. without their permission. Cause I think that's unethical.
0: I agree. Totally. And,
1: uh, and so I, I get them, I hook into them energetically and it's like, I have a CT scanner an MRI in my head and I can see in my mind's eye, broken bones, torn ligaments, viral infections, bacterial infections, cancer, whatever. And then as soon as something's identified, Helen, there's an energetic healing that immediately begins. And it's spirit working through me and with me to help facilitate healing because we all heal ourselves. Nobody heals anybody else ever. No doctor, no medical provider, no healer. You know, you think about when you have surgery or somebody has surgery or you have a cut and you get stitches the doctor's going to sew up the incision or the cut with stitches or staples, close mm-hmm. it with staples. The doctor do not make your skin grow back. You make your own skin grow back. Exactly. That's how healing works. So it's phenomenal. The things that I get to see in my mind's eye. Sometimes I'll see things get removed, things re- get put in, I watch procedures all the time that emulate what I saw in the operating room for all of those decades when I was in that industry, manufacturing surgical devices, testing prototypes, things like that. Sometimes, a lot of the time, I see healings that utilize methodologies and devices that haven't been invented yet. Okay, and you may, cool. you may hear <laughs> cool. and so that appeals to my inventor brain, right? Yeah. But you may hear me say, Oh, this is amazing. I've never seen this before. And then it, regardless of what I'm seeing in my mind's eye, I'm being very descriptive with the person with whom I'm working, whether they're a private client or somebody who's called into my show. Because if we can envision mm-hmm. the healing that I'm describing, which obviously are metaphors for the energetic healing that's happening, then it helps integrate it into the body because the body's going to follow what the brain tells it. And my analogies are hilarious. A lot of the time, Helen, like I may tell you, your elbow looks like whipped cream or something, (laughs) but they, but spirit presents it in a way that we can understand and have a frame of reference from our human perspective.
0: Exactly. And is it important? Does it make a difference? And this is more for my, my listeners. Is it important that they have to be in front of you? Like, can they do it in front of the camera? Like, do they have to be in the same room as you when you're doing this?
1: No. 100% hundred percent of the time, unless it's somebody who's in my family, and the well, it's just my husband and me in my house now because our yeah. son has grown. No, they're never in front of me. I could scan you in on Pluto. It doesn't matter because energy yeah. is energy. So I connect I remotely, energetically, and I'm I'm either talking to them on the phone if they're mm. in America or if they're outside of America, then we'll use Zoom just so I don't have to pay the phone. It's a, it's an 800 number. It's a free call if you're in America, but then it's a, we'll use zoom outside of America. And I have people from all over the world with whom I work.
0: I just had a client yesterday from Portugal. Cause that's, that's one of the things that's why I asked the question is a lot of people think like, well, don't they, is there a difference between, you know, in the room or over the phone or, and I said, no, energy is energy. Doesn't matter where you are in the world. We still receive the same way. right? Right. But I love the fact that you can actually scan like, we're taking it to a whole other level in my yeah. world anyway, that you're yeah. taking it to a whole other level. And um, now do you say what I say when it comes to, because we can't give medical advice because we're not officially doctors. So I always say this is for entertainment purposes only.
1: So, on my show. Yeah, yeah. We have those disclaimers on my exactly. show. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And, and when I'm talking with an individual client, whether they call into my show or whether it's, you know, they've scheduled an appointment with me, I always say this is part of the healing equation and then I'll give them a, I'll send them a follow-up email and it will have many links of references like take this gut biome test. Here's a link. Here's more information for you to educate yourself on what's going on. Here's an article about the medicines that you're taking that you don't feel right about taking. Well, here's some validation for you of what we're getting. So When somebody does a private consult with me, they always get a follow-up email and there's a link in the email and it leads to a Word doc and there's lots and lots, there are lots and lots of references on the Word doc. And then I'll just highlight their first action items. Like these are the first things for you to do. I had a woman, may I I give you an example?
0: I was just about to ask you that. You must've read my mind. (laughs)
1: Must be psychic or something. <laughs>
0: I was just about to say, can you give yeah.
1: an example? Yeah. I had a woman yesterday and she was so, so, so sick and had, and usually if somebody's coming to me for medical, I am a buffet of psychicness. Once you connect with spirit, you do it all. Do medical, talk to your, uh, we can talk to your dead grandma. We can do past lives. We can talk to your dog. We can talk to your angels and your deceased loved ones. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Once you connect to spirit, it's all the same thing. And so this woman had been to many, many doctors, gotten many diagnoses, many different treatment modalities, suggestions from the doctors and nothing had worked. So a lot of times they'll come to me because they're just at their wits end and they're saying, nobody's figured this out and I'm still dealing with the same symptoms 10 years later. So I got her on my radar, Helen, I connected into her. She was so full of mold so full of mold, her energy field, her body. Mm -hmm. And I said, where is the mold? Tell me about your home. Well, she lived in a home from the early 1800s and the basement would flood all the time. Mm -hmm. And the the foundation of the basement, I said, is it cement brick? What is it? She said, no, it's stone and it's always wet. Well, her HVAC system was down there. So she said, I don't go down there very much. I said, it doesn't matter. Cause your furnace and your air conditioning are spewing you know those mold spores. She yeah. was so sick. I said, you got to get that remediated. And, and then underneath the mold was candida overgrowth. She had leaky gut and it was so bad on her, Helen. It looked like if you mixed a uh, flour and water together to get a roux to make a gravy or a sauce, it, it was coating the inside of her intestines. So I said, here's what you do. Boom, 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 boom. Here are a bunch of references. I bet I sent her 30 references and I highlighted her first action items.
0: Wow. You're like a yeah. doctor that gives a prescription and then it's up to them what they're going to do with the prescription.
1: Well, it's not a prescription. It's a suggestion. Yes.
0: Yeah, so that's. I'm just saying it in that term. Just stuff. Yeah. 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 I like that. I, I like this. It's like the follow-up. I like that.
1: Well, and the healing happens on the energetic level and mm-hmm. then it integrates into the body and that can happen instantly. It can take days, weeks, months, may need some kind of complimentary care, like remediate the mold problem in your home mm-hmm. or move and, and get your GI track healthy. And, and actually in her case, I recommended her to a doctor who's in London that works with people all over the world via Zoom, who's, I call her the goddess of the gut. And she will. Oh, I love it. Get her. <laughs> something. You know. So the healing has happened on the energetic level. Now we need to help it integrate into the physical level, yes. into yes. the into the human level, and that can happen. As I mentioned, everybody's different, and at the end of the day, it's that person's spirit's prerogative mm-hmm. how to implement it, whether or not to even implement it, how fast, how whatever. I get to use stem cell energy that will regenerate new body parts, like new organs. And I have clients where a new kidney that we generated with stem cell energy shows up on some subsequent scan at the doctor's office. And I've had doctors call me and say, okay, what are you doing? And how does this stuff work? So it's really fun when that happens. I don't care if it shows up on a scan or not. I just want you to feel better and be healthy.
0: Well, I love the fact that when you mentioned the buffet, like how you connect and, you know, whoever's going to come through, come through. But I do have a question and it's mentioned in your bio too, is what are the 12 phases of transition? Can you share that with us?
1: Sure. When we all are dying, when anybody is dying, any human is dying, we go through what I call the 12 phases of transition. And it's a configuration of angels and the spirits of deceased loved ones and the spirits of deceased pets that surround us. Mm -hmm. And as the configuration of all of those entities changes. There's, there's a very definite sequence. So I could scan anybody, anywhere in the world, on Mars, wherever, doesn't matter, you know, in a galaxy far, far away, doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> Sounds like Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I know it.
1: And, and then I can say, okay, they're in phase nine. And then I always ask the person who's dying three questions. Are you ready to go? What do you need? Are you in pain? And they'll tell me, are you ready to go? Yes or no? are you in pain? Yes or no? What do you need? That is just endless answers. Mm-hmm. I need chocolate. I need a sweater. I need to see my sister, Margaret. And Margaret lives in a different country. And the person who's dying is, is hasn't been able to communicate for a long time. But we get information from the dying person to their family and loved ones so that they can help the passing be smooth. If there's something that they yeah. want to take care of, some kind of loose ends, then we can do that. And I have stories from now till kingdom come of families with whom I've worked, just amazing stories about the information we receive from that person who's dying.
0: But what a great way to to bring comfort. Oh yeah. Bringing comfort for just getting ready to go, like for the family. It's, it's yeah. almost like a, what do you call it, The hospice nurse or hospices- right. What is it? What's their
1: hospice death, doulas, doulas same things. Yeah. yeah.
0: Kind of yeah. the same thing. And so and there's a
1: lot of information, Helen, out there about the afterlife. There's a lot of information yeah. about near death experiences. There's hardly anything available about what's happening as we're actually dying. Totally,
0: totally agree. People
1: are so afraid to die because. Yeah. Or they're talk so, about
0: it. Talk it, about exactly,
1: it. Exactly. Exactly.
0: The biggest issue that I find is that preparing, getting, getting the will. And I don't know if you've noticed that in any of your readings with your clients is people, again, don't want to talk about it, but it's like, well, you have to prepare your will because what you're leaving behind for your loved ones with, with, with stuff and things left undone finances, and then the siblings don't get along and then who's going to get what. And then you'll get one that will turn around and say, Okay, well, um, we feel that you've coerced mom to sign. It's just, and people don't want to talk about it. So it's it's the preparation that is so important. And I I just think it would just help everybody if everyone took the steps in the hospital and talked about it.
1: I agree with you on the practical side, on the spiritual side. That's where people really suffer, though the people who are dying. Yes. Because they've been brought up believing you know, I'm either going to fly to heaven or I'm going to fry and go to hell and, you know, and get burned for the rest of eternity. And everybody goes to heaven. All dogs go to heaven. All people go to heaven too. Yes. There was a movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Do you remember that? No. And, oh yeah. Yeah. I've never it heard of that? Out. It was out, I think in the eighties, all dogs go to heaven. All people go to heaven too. And actually, interestingly enough, there's been university-based research that shows that 90% of people at the end of their lives see the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets, either in visions mm-hmm. or dreams. And they're very comforting versus if somebody is envisioning something that's disturbing to them, mm-hmm. that's a hallucination. When it's all these visions and dreams of deceased loved ones are comforting any end-of-life caregiver, whether they be in intensive care, cardiac care, emergency <laughs> room, the- hospice, whatever, family members, people are thrilled at the end of their lives when they see their deceased grandmother who the, who died 70 years ago or something. Yeah. And those loved ones are all there to greet them and lead them into paradise.
0: Yeah. And releasing the fear too. Right. Right, because there is a lot of fear base around that. So, another question I have for you is: What are some universal experiences that people have as they are dying?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I I have thousands of them. But the what happens is, and how the first time I saw this stuff was when my own mother was dying, and that's what I talk about in my book, Angelic Attendance. And there's a fun story about how I wrote the book. I'll share with you in a minute. But but I saw my mother's spirit came out of the top of her head and held onto the top of her head. Looked like a cartoon caption bubble, like a speech bubble.
0: Yeah.
1: And then my grandmother, her mother, my paternal grandmother who had only died six months prior to my mother dying showed up and she was at my mother's left foot. And then my mother's father spirit showed up and they anchored a circle of angels that were around my mother. And now these are, big old angels. These angels, as they'd appear to me, are s- between six and seven feet tall, big wings, white gowns, but barefoot, rope, belt, the whole nine yards. Is that what angels really look like? Well, after 12 years of Catholic school, it's what they look like because that's what I was taught they look like because mm-hmm. that's what they look like in the paintings and the statuary. So as the person gets closer to death, Helen, that circle opens up into a horseshoe and then eventually into a straight line across the foot of the bed. And this whole time deceased loved one's spirits are coming in from all of their lifetimes. They're in period dress. I may see somebody dressed like from a Renaissance fair, you know, eating a big Turkey leg. And I may see somebody in go-go boots and a miniskirt from the sixties. And I can describe what a lot of these loved ones, how they appear. And then the family knows, Oh, that's grandma, Annie, that's, you know, aunt Sylvia, whatever. And then the spirits of the pets come in and it's really fun when I get to see farm animals and I'll say, did your grandmother grow up on a farm? I'll say, yeah. And I'll describe the animals that are there and they'll say, Oh, that was Molly, her cow. And that was, you know, trigger her horse or whatever. And then, uh, and then about, Three quarters of the way through at phase nine, Mm -hmm. there are extra angels that show up. No, I take that back. Phase six, the angels show up, extra angels on either side of the spirit bubble. Phase nine, their wings start to move. And it creates a very slow rhythmic movement that reminds me of a giant owl flying. You can almost feel the drag of those silent wings. And they just very gently and slowly move their wings and when this was happening with my mom the first time, Ellen, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I know that it's part of the you know, exiting yeah. stage yeah. left mm-hmm. process. So what happens is the movement of these wings causes a vortex to form above the top of the head and I couldn't feel it and I can hear it and I can see it. It reminds me of going through the car wash at the end when they turn on the dryers and it yeah. sucks all the water off your car. And so that's how the spirit exits connecting to the body, exits the connection to the body through the vortex. How many times have we heard NDE or say they went through a tunnel?
0: Near death experience. They're going
1: through yeah. the vortex yeah. and then they're escorted to heaven with the angels. Interesting point about that vortex when I was writing the book, *Angelic Attendance*, I was led to do some research online and I just put in the search bar, owl wings vortex. Well, come to find out, there's this thing called the wingtip vortex. The wingtip vortex is what causes lift in every plane, in every jet, in every bug, in every bird. And that's what the angel's wings do. To help the spirit evacuate all the way and separate from the body.
0: I had never heard this.
1: I had neither. Amazing. I had neither. And I thought, okay, I love it when science catches up with woo woo-woo. woo. Woo woo has been around a lot longer. Yes. But if you Google wingtip vortex, you will see hundreds of thousands of aeronautical engineering drawings and papers and articles and stuff like that about that. One other point about this whole sequence, two other points. One is this is ancient stuff Mm -hmm. because at the end of every Catholic funeral, Roman Catholic funeral, they say a prayer called in paradisum, the angels and your loved ones will greet you and lead you into paradise. I mean, I've heard that my whole life, every Catholic funeral I've ever attended, Mm -hmm. which is a bunch. So again, I was led to research that we'll come to find out, Helen- That in Paradisum, this prayer, which is into paradise in Latin, was it originated as a fifth century Gregorian chant. So I have to believe that people have been able to see this since the beginning of time, and perhaps it took till the fifth century till people were learned enough, well-educated enough to write down what was happening in this case in the form of a prayer, a chant, and certainly back then, some of the most well educated people were men living in monasteries or synagogues. So there's a big correlation there too, about the angels and our loved ones will greet us and lead us into paradise. And that's what I see with the 12 phases of transition.
0: That is amazing. I've I have never heard that ever. Ever. Yeah. And may that- I tell you, may
1: I tell you the story about how this book even came to be? Oh, please do it's really fun. I was with my mentor, Susan, and she was doing a healing on me. So I'm laying on, picture this, I'm laying on a massage table, face up. I got a blankie on me. I'm all snuggly. And whenever she does a healing on me, especially when I used to be with her in person, now it's all remote, my deceased loved ones, spirits would be on either side of the table. They still do this, even if we do it remotely and they participate in the healing. So one day this Spirit showed up dressed as a Pope, the Pope outfit, the staff, the pointy hat, the whole nine yards. And Susan could see him too. And I said, well, who are you? And he said, I'm Pope Clement. And I said, I never heard of a Pope Clement. And he laughed and he said, I was the sixth. I said, okay, great. How may I help you? Kind of like, why (laughs) are you here? Right? right, right?" And he said, you're supposed to teach the world what happens when somebody dies. And I said, I'm not doing that. I'm a businesswoman. People will think I'm nuts. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get on with it. Everything you have experienced in your life has led you to this. You know, it's glorious. It's been so bastardized over the millennia. People are so afraid to die and it's nuts. I'm paraphrasing here. So, okay, fine. Thanks. See you. Bye. Thanks for, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing up. I go to my car to go home, Helen, and I just looked up. Pope Clement VI come to find out this guy was in office during the Black Plague when two-thirds of Europe died. And he's best known for his prayers for the dying and his prayers for the dead. Again, I can't make this up. So that was my first first leading. Mm-hmm. And he's he's my main spare guide. I talk to him all the time now. So then, uh probably a year later, I'm thinking, yeah, I want to do that. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm sitting in church. During the sermon, the priest—I've got my son and my husband on either side of me. The priest says, "Or wouldn't it be wonderful if somebody could tell us if our loved ones and our deceased loved ones and angels really greet us and lead us into paradise?" Like the prayer, and I'm getting elbowed on both sides. But <laughs> I said, in the middle of church, I said to God in my head, "Really, God?" From the pulpit from the sermon, you're giving me grief about this. Okay, I'll do it. And that's how this whole journey began. And, and everything I do is to help people use spirituality and their own intentions and their own intuition, Mm. to help them live a more joyful life, even when it means it's in the middle of somebody that they love who's dying that process mm-hmm. because regardless of how somebody dies whether it's instantly in a case of a suicide or a homicide or whether it's prolonged over days weeks months years even somebody that has got an illness there's joy there there's a glorious component to help balance the grief and the sadness
0: Wow and I believe that too especially with, um oh, here's the question just popped in is it the same thing for for pets
1: pets spirits? Exit through the top of their head when they're dying, their spirit hangs on to the top of their head in the spirit bubble, the speech bubble configuration, like I see with humans. I don't see angels surrounding them. I don't see their litter mates, their
0: (laughs) deceased,
1: you know, ancestor puppies and their deceased ancestor dogs and cats and lizards or whatever. I don't see them surrounding them, but that whole spirit exiting through the top of the head. I do see that as a similar occurrence, and I always ask them the same questions: Mm -hmm. Are you ready to go? Are you in pain? What do you need? And they'll tell me telepathically.
0: And do you have a lot of clients that come to you regarding their pets for the all the
1: time? All the time,
0: yeah. Usually,
1: when I'm with a client for an hour we'll, we'll dip into the buffet of psychicness. You know, we'll do health stuff. We'll talk to their pets. We'll talk to deceased loved ones. I how we'll you do... call it a
0: buffet. I might yeah. steal that one from you.
1: Yeah. Well, it is. And I, I don't understand. See what you think of this. I don't understand why it's segregated. You got the mediums and you got the pet psychics and you got the medical intuitive. I... Once you connect with spirit, you can do it all. That's what Thank I teach. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I always say that we, we are all mediums, you know, it's just a matter of tapping into our inner medium, typing into our own psychic abilities. We're all right. born. It's, you know, it's we're born with it. It's our own innate. It's just trusting it, but we've been programmed not to use it. We've been exactly, yeah. down and it's like, no. And Oh, so this is going to be the segue. Are you ready? Yeah. It's for my listeners. This is why it's so important that uh, you were on Alex Ferrari's show we're going to bring him in. We're going to acknowledge him because he's one of the, you know, YouTube, um, spiritual influence influencer, if I can say that properly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on my show is because, um, knowing that you were on his show and he has amazing guests, amazing guests. So I'm just like, Oh, Julie Ryan. Okay. she was on Mm. Alex's show who is making a huge difference and putting it out there saying people are starting to awaken. And,
1: and I've been on hundreds of shows, podcasts, YouTubes, you know, that kind of stuff. Coast to coast. I've been on a couple of times. That's the eighth most listened to show in America. That's huge. I was on the X factor, which is the, which is the sister show in Canada. You know, I've been on shows all around the world and all of that, and I agree with you. People are interested in this spirituality thing, and Alex is doing an amazing job. And he was
0: on your show, yes. He
1: was on my show, yes. You have and to
0: which episode? Which episode?
1: Ah, uh, gosh, what number? On,
0: uh, Just like we released it. Four hundred thirty-three.
1: We released. We released it the day after Christmas, so yeah. two weeks ago. I watched and it. Oh, thanks! I did. I watched it. Yeah. I was
0: just like, "Oh my god!" Listen to these two going back and forth, yeah. right? And this yeah, is he's become a friend. Booked, this is this is before we. I actually booked you on my show. I was just oh. like, "Oh, all the more reason." I'm like, "I've got to have this woman on." My oh. hand. <laughs> Especially, and I'm gonna if I'm a be, newbie to this platform. I'll be on
1: his show. I want to say the end of January, beginning of February again. He's having me back on, so that it's always. You have long. to tell
0: him I said hello. Just I know, will. Helen says hello. Just I put will my head up there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's a dog. We've become friends. I got—I actually got a text from him Christmas morning and Thanksgiving morning. You know, just said, "Hey, thinking of you. I hope you have a wonderful day." And yeah,
0: and I love how he um, shares how he got the name of his show because he's like, "Well, if I'm meant to do this, you got to give me the name of the show." And I thought, "Wow, that's amazing." Well,
1: and we were talking about that when I had him on my show because my children's book, the Angel Messages series, mm-hmm. I was laying in bed. And that thought came into my head, Angel Messages for Kids. There's four children's books. And so I hadn't even gotten out of bed yet. And I'm checking out, is the name available? Is the, the URL available? available? Can I trademark it? It was all available. I said, okay, fine. And I, I, we secured all that stuff instantly. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even gotten out of bed yet. So I call those divine downloads when we get that information.
0: I have okay. one of those when when I started tapping into my whole spiritual journey and mine started when my youngest son was born. So he's what, 22 now. And at that time, I was really into the cards, not so much tarot cards, but more inspirational cards. And so at that time, I was trying to look for things for kids just like yourself. Yeah. And I ended up creating um, little it's called Little Daily Inspirations for oh. kids but I call it for kids of all ages. And the whole concept behind that was to bring communication into the home. So between the parents getting up in the morning with the kids and you all pick a card for the day and whatever value you received, that's the value that you use throughout the day. And then you come together at the end of the day and discuss and share what, how you use the value of that card. And all the cards are based around animals. Right, So even if the the child can't really read yet, at least the picture tells the story. And so the same thing is like, what am I going to call these cards? You've got to give it to me. I don't know what to call it. And then same thing. It just came in meditation, little daily inspirations. So. Well,
1: and to your point earlier too, Helen, we all come in with the ability. It's just a matter of developing and enhancing it. And it's been my experience, see if you agree with this, that little children by the age of about seven or eight, they're starting to shut it down because yeah. the adults in their life are saying, oh, honey, that's just your imagination. That's not really real. Or they have friends that say, there's nobody there. I don't yeah. see anybody. You're just weird. And then they shut it down. So that's why my children's book series was written because I had so many mothers and grandmothers say, "Can you come up with a way that we can talk about this and little children can understand?" Understand
0: this? it? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Planning the. A, you're planning yeah. this. Yeah, and and you're right with the illustrations. Here's. There's a copy of these illustrations, these angel messages. The kids are all about the illustrations. Yes, you know, they are. It's not, Absolutely. but it gives the parents and the grandparents the opportunity to start the conversation and help the child make sense of the fact that I can see these dead relatives that are mm-hmm. around,
0: mm-hmm. even
1: if my mommy and daddy or whoever the adults are around me can't see them. No, it doesn't mean that, that there's something wrong with me. It means that I'm just able to do something they can't do.
0: Exactly. And what Mm -hmm. helps too, is the more open the parents are and bring the conversation up. It's like, Oh, grandma, so-and-so is visiting. Like when you bring that up with the afterlife and I look at it too, that, you know, if I knew that my mom believed in the afterlife and she passed, then I know if I was a little child, that is right back up the bus Mm -hmm. here you know, you're growing up and I know my mom believes in the afterlife, she believes in heaven and I know she's going to visit me. It brings comfort to know yeah. that, that your mommy and your daddy believed in the afterlife and they're coming around and visiting. Whereas if you, you know, I've had clients or I've heard people say to me, Oh, I would never go see a meeting. My dad never believed in the afterlife. There's no way he's going to come through. So why waste my money? Why waste my time? I'm like, are you kidding me? All oh, the more reason why you go see a meeting because they're going to want you to know that. Yeah. There is an afterlife,
1: right? We t- we talked about this on my show last night. We tape the, the call-in show every Thursday night. And then I do the interview shows. We release those on Tuesday. We release the call-in show on Friday morning, but it's taped live yeah. uh-huh. Thursday night. People call in from all over the world. And ask questions from my buffet. We're going to add person. the
0: link to that for your show. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Ask Ju- show.com. Yep. Every Thursday, right? Every Thursday at 8 Eastern and we do it for an hour and it's a ball cuz i never know who's going to call i oh, never know what their question's right going be
0: week. hello this... okay
1: all right <laughs> but i had i had somebody uh ask the question last night about his father this was a person from germany and he said my father was an engineer and he he just didn't believe in any of this spiritual stuff and he's deceased wonder what he thinks if, you know what does he think of this now. And so we got the dad on the line and the dad's spirit. And he said, it's the most magnificent, unimaginable, fantastic thing, way beyond anything I could have ever comprehended. And it was interesting to Helen, because the dad's spirit said, I hid behind not, you know, the the stance of not believing in spiritual things because I was afraid. And I hid out of fear behind my engineering linear thinking mind. And what he was afraid of that he disclosed the dad's spirit was when he was alive was he was afraid if something bad happened at the end of life or if nothing happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so he Fair. said, it's, it's glorious. It's amazing. You're going to love it. I'm great. Basically. That's what I hear from all of and them.
0: Did it bring him comfort to know that his father Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Isn't that amazing?
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. that's the number one question I get when people want to talk to their deceased loved ones, and I usually do it at least a couple of times a day. And the stories are amazing of the information that spirit brings in. It's called being an evidential medium. Like, yeah, you you just can't make up this stuff. You can't. And so the the number one question is always, "How are they?" Yes. And I always what say, are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> they're in heaven. It doesn't get any better than that. It's yeah. nirvana. Yeah, they're fabulous.
0: Yeah. And I think too, with the awakening, I think more people are realizing, okay, there is an afterlife. So it, it gives them comfort and helps them to move forward on their journey, Right. right? Especially if they're getting ready to lose a loved one that's getting ready to transition. It's like, okay. well, I know that we're still going to have that connection. You know, it's just gonna be different. That's all. It's just in a different way.
1: Well, not only that, but it helps during, and that's what what I'm setting out to help people with is during the dying process, they're surrounded by angels and deceased loved ones. And when they're talking about, oh my gosh, my grandmother's here or my horse mm-hmm. Farley is in the room or whatever. Before we always thought, well, grandma's hallucinating, dad's hallucinating. No, they're not. They're actually seeing those because that's so random why would they bring up one one client her dad we when he was dying he talked about his horse his horse had been dead for 30 years
0: no concept of time <laughs> yeah
1: so the horse's spirit was in the room and let's say the horse's name was farley and the her dad kept saying okay farley i just need a little more time thanks for being here he talked to the horse for days and she said, had I not read your book, I would have just thought, mm-hmm. give him more morphine. The guy's hallucinating. He wasn't hallucinating at all.
0: No, nope, not at and all. And it
1: brought him so much comfort and joy yeah. that that, you know, that that horse was in the room with him.
0: So when you're helping people trans, like in that transitioning stage, are you, are you doing it like this, like through Zoom or do you have to go in person? Because
1: Remotely? No, 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 no. But no, I never go in they person. They say they're
0: in palliative care.
1: No matter. If they were in palliative care in a galaxy, far, far away, I hook into like, do them. Do like you I,
0: speak to them by phone? Do you speak to them? like if it's
1: a, Yeah. If it's a client who's scheduled an appointment, I will. If it's somebody who's a graduate of my class, perhaps, and they okay. have a loved one who's dying, usually email or text. Hmm. You know, it takes me a nanosecond to scan them and they all can scan them themselves. But when it's somebody who's really close to us, we oftentimes lose clarity, Because we don't want them to die. So I always encourage my graduates and my students to say, get some other opinions. You know, people that are in the community that have been through the class who know how to do this stuff, Mm -hmm. get some validation from them. Because my mima, my beloved maternal grandmother, when she was dying, her spirit was out of her body and I disregarded it. I thought, oh, I'm just imagining that. And I swim in this stuff. I wasn't doing it full time yet. And then six months later, when my mother was dying, boy, I saw that again. I never, ever, you know, disregarded the spirit bubble out of the top of somebody's head. I think the other thing, too, is from an ethical standpoint, and I know you do the same thing, I don't edit anything I get because everything's healable. Mm-hmm. And I believe that I'm the messenger, I'm the We're facilitator. We're the bridge, right? We're helping facilitate healing or whatever. Everything can be healed. And sometimes the healing is death. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, do you have um a timeline to connect with loved ones in spirit when you're seeing clients like because I like to say, you know, wait maybe two to three months because they're, you know, the loved ones here in the physical realm are still grieving. And they may not receive the clarity. Like, do you have a timeline or just whenever the person passes? No,
1: we're communicating with the person as they're dying, a loved one. And then instantly we communicate. I agree with you that those left behind are grieving. So it's hard for them. And again, for people who are graduates of my class that are going through that, they'll contact me or they'll contact multiple other graduates that they've met. Mm -hmm. through this community to just get some validation because I always say spirits spirits vibration is so high and that's how we communicate with them we raise our own vibrational level and I always say spirit don't communicate on the I feel crappy channels because the vibration is too low and
0: crappy channels (laughs) yeah
1: so you gotta you know Spirit is all about joy and fun. We're supposed to have fun with this stuff. I stop.
0: say it all the time. All the time. All the time. People,
1: people, people, well, they're so serious.
0: Well, whenever I do um, a live show, right? Like I, they say it's 100, 200 people in the audience. Before I come out and start, I get them up. I get the music blasting to Prince Let's Go Crazy. And they're just like looking around going, what the hell? Right. And it's just yeah. I come out with the mic and I'm singing along, right, just to raise yeah. the vibration. And I asked the audience, Do you know, why I made you look like idiots and fools out there dancing and singing. Yeah. And they all just start to laugh. And I was like, just, and they usually know most of them is just to raise the frequency, raise the vibration in the room. Right. So you have that stronger connection. So,
1: well, and if here I like to talk in analogies a lot and
0: Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me.
1: Excuse me. One second. No worries. When I'm describing the frequency of spirit, when we're our spirits attached to a body having a human experience, we vibrate more slowly Mm -hmm. simply because the body has mass. And so I'll use the analogy. I talk in analogies a lot to give us a human frame of reference for all this woo-woo stuff. I'll say it's like trying to run a an electrical current through a bowl of pudding. It's going to slow it down because the pudding has mass. And that's how all this works.
0: Yeah. Great analogy. Love it. Is there anything else that you would like to say? Anything you want to share, promoting yourself and your books? Anything else you want to add? Sure. Sure. Anybody that's
1: watching, if you'd like a free copy of Angelic Attendance, what really happens as we transition from this life into the next. And there are graphics in here. There's illustrations of... All these phases of transition. So you can look at it and, and really, really understand it in a second. Actually, there's a chart of it on my website, Ask Julie Ryan2, free download. If you have a loved one who's dying, download that chart, save it on your phone, and then just ask spirit, just ask in your head what phase is my mom in, what phase is my grandmother in. Wow, Whatever.
0: that is I love that.
1: You'll get an instant answer, and then oh. you can refer to that chart. But anybody that wants a free digital and audiobook download of my book, Angelic Attendance, what really happens as we transition from this life into the next, just go to julieriangift.com, ryangift.com
0: What and an we'll, amazing we'll, gift. We'll
1: send you a free copy. And oh, please I'm all share over it.
0: that.
1: Well, and please share it with your loved ones Absolutely. too, because we're all gonna lose somebody we love and we're all gonna be in that position mm-hmm. one day. And especially if you have a loved one at the end of their lives, what I'll suggest to families is share the chart of the 12 phases, again, free digital download off of AskJulieRyan.com and share that with your loved ones. Share the link to the audio book and the digital version of the book. You can buy the paperback if you want, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But share that with people because it helps comfort them. It helps them understand what's happening, helps give them a sense of peace. Yeah. in such a heart-wrenching time. And remember, this, can, this works for anybody, regardless of how they die. So this book is often given to people who've lost a loved one, like especially if it's something that's sudden and unexpected, and they get so much comfort. The emails I get are just mm-hmm. heartwarming. Right.
0: Well, what I'm going to do is for all my clients, I'm going to suggest your book, to all my clients, whether it's Zoom, whether it's phone, whether it's in person, because Aww. it's definitely gonna make a difference. Definitely. And you know, and that's again why having having this podcast is helping others out there on all levels of the spiritual realm. So I wanna thank you, Julie. I'm super excited to have you on my show. Was, I learned a lot myself. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And um thanking you on behalf of my listeners and my viewers. And I'm excited just to see you again on the alex ferrari well it's not alex ferrari but his show it's called what's it called against next
1: level soul next
0: level soul yes so i'll make sure we'll put the link for that as well okay perfect thanks so much thanks for having me oh you're welcome you're welcome you love okay take care a buffet of psychicness and more and that is what you received yes (laughs) oh yeah so one thing I want to share is the wisdom and the knowledge that we have learned today from this amazing woman again a woman of many hats and I'm a firm believer that you should never ever stop learning. You know there's so many psychics and intuitives out there, mediums out there and we're always learning from each other because you know we all receive differently. And so why not be a woman of many hats and go out there and explore? And she was so gracious, like not even two days after her podcast that she sent me her book, um, Angelic Attendance. And I cannot wait to dive into that. So I do highly suggest I'm going to check it out myself. And I'm probably going to be on her show at one point. Um, Every Thursday, Ask Julie Ryan at 8 p.m. And it's all about unanswerable questions and connecting with your loved ones and your spirit guides. So thank you, my friends, for tuning in once again to Spirit Chat. Until next time. If you enjoyed my podcast and would like to have your very own session with me, please visit my website at helenpeacock.ca. And you can also subscribe and follow me on social media. And wherever you are listening from, I would really love it if you could please leave me a review. Thank you again for tuning in. And remember, love never ends. It's just different.